Okay. Thank you all for coming out today. Beautiful day outside. Beautiful weekend so far. So, good stuff. Um, so, going to wrap up chapter 14 today, statement number three. I know a few, uh, before the missionary report last week, uh, Sean graciously uh, took over uh, for me, wasn't able to attend, and just and kind of really uh, covered the part on paragraph three regarding uh, those that uh, profess Christianity, profess salvation experience, and then they fade away quickly. So we're going to uh, cover, uh, I know that, that was in lengthy discussion, so we're going to cover kind of everything else but that one section today in paragraph three. So let's pray and we'll begin. Hey, Father, Lord, we just thank you again for this day. We uh, just praise you and thank you for just all the blessings allowing us to, uh, to come to this place today and in order to, to learn more about your word, we uh, just pray for this time of uh, Sunday school discussion. We would be honoring and glorifying to you and then uh, for the main service and uh, the potluck and devotional to follow today and just uh, protect all of us today's activities. In Jesus' name, amen. So here's just a very brief recap on chapter 14. Saving faith. Um, Paragraph 1, we talked about faith is the conviction of the truth of the gospel, and that will increase our faith and spiritual growth. Paragraph 2, Saving faith embraces the infallibility and the excellency of the scriptures. And then today, um, we're talking about the the distinctiveness of saving faith. So, read paragraph 3. This faith may exist in varying degrees so that it may be either weak or strong. Yet even in its weakest form, it is different in kind or nature, like all other saving graces from the faith and common grace of temporary believers. Therefore, faith may often be attacked and weakened, but it gains the victory. It matures in many to the point that they attain full assurance through Christ, who is both the founder and perfecter of our faith. And we've kind of talked about that, that the theme of assurance uh, throughout this chapter. So again, we're going to be going through some scriptures, a lot of them in Hebrews, and again, I hope a lot of those are familiar just because of, you know, Pastor's recent series on Hebrews and just how many important, obviously they're all important verses, but very powerful and very clear scriptures that we're going to be covering uh, today. So that, that first part, this faith may exist in varying degrees so that it may be either weak or strong. So let's start in Hebrews 5, verses 13 through 14. I'll read those verses for us. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment, trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. 
So again, we, we, we do see throughout uh, the, the New Testament talking about that, that need to progress as a believer from the milk, right? From a young Christian, young believer, and then maturing and going to solid food as a child, a bit, an infant to a toddler should really do and continue to see growth. We're going to talk about maturity uh, a little bit later. But that, that we, as believers, we should strive to progress. Yes, John. I noticed that in your, uh, your translation it says, because of constant practice. And I right. look, and, and I think that's, that's essential because I know that in mind it just says, who, because of practice, have their senses. Right, trained by constant practice. Yeah, it's right. continual yep. effort that you continue to put in to be able to... That's what really training is. Yep. Yeah. Kathy, you, you mind just reading that part on the from NLT in verse 14? Read that whole verse. Okay. That's yeah, I like that that theme, that, that version of all. I'm reading from the ESV. Yeah, so and that's what I was gonna really focus on, on on these two verses, is right. We all know about that. We've heard that from the pulpit or Sunday school, the milk versus the solid food. But, you, right, there's got to be an emphasis on something to be able to, to grow and train by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. And I think of, right, rightly dividing the word of truth, right? So that is because that if we incorrectly divide the word of truth, right? We, we are, it, that is an evil thing, right? Because it's not, it may not obvious, be obviously evil to some people, but we should know if there's something that someone talks about, whether, you know. Well, even, even if we look at it, you know, I think we've spoken about it before. Uh, in First John, it talks about making a practice of sinning, right? Right. And then, you know, here it talks about who because of practice has their sentence training so it shows that both, in the senses, both of the, the, the time that people are taking the efforts to do, you know, certain things, obviously one leads to peril and the other one leads to, you know, uh, understanding eternal life, obviously. Right. That's why I think it's very important when you look at it, um, that in our Christian life, it's not something that we can take living. Like I know, do I make a constant practice of uh, studying the Word? No, I need to. I think that's, you know, that's why it says because at a certain point you get to where it even talks about it in, in more towards like, uh, you know, when you get into like Corinthians, Galatians, and all those little things where they start talking about people creeping in and, and start trying to lead with all winds of doctrine and different things. And, you know, and, and if you're not training yourself to understand those, you will fall to a lot of these things. Yep. Because there are people that will come along. And what they're saying sounds good. It sounds good, but if it's not matching up with the Word of God, you know, it's obviously not. So. And, and we've seen that just in the past right, decade or even the past few years, right, where we like maybe a respected preacher or whatever, evangelist, and they, you know, maybe they wrote a few books and they were solid, and then they kind of transitioned, right, to heretical things and things that are not based in scripture, right? And are we able to, as spiritual 
practicing Christians, learning the word, are we, is, is that giving us <clears throat> red flags or, you know, that, that type of thing to, to, to know about that? Obviously, our, our elders are quick to talk about these things as well, uh, of like this, you know, that, hey, stay away from this person. They have completely, you know, they're opened up the kingdom to not just, just those that trust in Christ, right? They're like, oh, everyone's going to, you know, so those, that, that sh- we need to be able to distinguish that, right? Because yeah, that is, that is truly evil, right? Because yeah, that verse. Big danger of, uh, yep. I don't even know if real word, but inclusivity, you know, where and they try to add in everything to make everybody yeah. feel. Right, so not offend anybody. The problem yep. is, is that they open up the things that are not biblical. Right. And obviously, right, their, their doctrine is not correct, but we should be able to recognize that as mature believers and should be able to, to spot those and run away from those. Yes, Gabe? So I think there's like two little things, two things, things that are going to fly in here. For example, this is about saving faith. Yep. Right? So that faith may exist in very degrees so that maybe you can be weaker, strong, uh, but it's still faith. Right. right. It's weak versus yes. strong, and in comparison to the verses in Hebrews, everyone who partakes of milk, right, is considered an infant, but those who are mature, have solid food, we know that that's the contrast with weak and strong, but if you think of an infant as a milk, uh, an infant has to be fed. Right. 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 So you're getting that nourishment from whom? From someone who's stronger that can feed you, your milk right. with the expectation that one day you will grow and you'll be able to a, feed yourself, and B, feed those. So I think there's, a, there's a, a, an implied responsibility in these verses as well, too, that for those that are strong... To lift up those that are, that are right, right our brothers and sisters that, that are weak. Absolutely. Are and, right. And, and right. Yep. Yeah, right, and then we know, right, there, there will be some believers, right, fellow believers, that they are not going to mature as much as other believers, right, after, you know, so that's, we have to keep that in mind, right, so if you're, again, if you're looking to grow in the word and the knowledge of the word, you want to look for those believers that are stronger than you, right, and not, and going to lift you up and give you the solid food, and we obviously, right, have uh, elders and uh, teachers that, that have that, that are empowered by the Holy Spirit to do that. Yeah, I think it's kind of piggybacking off that too. We also need to realize too, because some people will take this verse and use it as an excuse to be a baby their whole life. Mm. And the whole idea is to come right after sanctification is is God saved us too mature. Right. In other words, you know, there's there's a negative sense here too that you know he says right before this and speaking of something hard. At this time, you ought to be teachers. Now you should be further along. I think that's. That's probably one of the plagues of Christians nowadays is that, yeah, well, you know what? You should be further along in your faith. Like, you know, we can't coddle that either. Like, the whole goal of God saving you is so that you can, he's forwarding good works that you would walk in, that you would would grow and mature to be able to discern the right things. So just, just again, piggyback off that, this is, Twofold, yeah. I think, kind of nature too. Right, we shouldn't get complacent and like, oh, I, right. And I think, you know, Mike, when you spoke about sanctification, the process of the different yeah. levels of sanctification, and right, we should yeah. not be, 
Saturday. Like I think I remember, oh, I won't name names, I remember 12 or something, they're like, look, well, I'm just going to mop the floors and have it and I'm fine. But they're saying it in a way, yeah. almost boasting yeah. that they're just happy to get in. Right. That, that's a dangerous place to be because that's saying something majorly wrong about your heart. Yeah. You know, that's a false sense of humility. Yeah. Right, because you're not using the entire a T of Scripture, right? Because how many verses say, you know, you have to work out your salvation. So, right, the fire insurance doesn't, is not, you know, right. Fire, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing just to, so I don't go to hell and, right, mop the floor. I'll do, I'll do the bait. I'll be the, the lowest Christian I can to get into heaven. That's, that attitude is, you know, is dangerous. So that, that's when I was heard growing up in you know, fire insurance, fire, Come you know, the fire. Exactly, the fire. So. <laughs> okay, a couple more verses in this section. Uh, Matthew 6.30. Good discussion. Thank you. But if God so not, or, but if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will He not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, "What shall we eat, or what shall we drink?" But right, so really, this section's about anxiousness. But mm-hmm. O you of little faith, right? We should strive to grow in our faith. Romans 4, 19 to 20, talk about uh, Abraham. Nineteen through twenty. Uh, I'll start in verse eighteen, and so again, talk about Abraham and hope. He believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations, as he had been told. So shall your offspring be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No distrust made him waver concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God. Right, so what, you know, um, I don't want to call it, but like, right, right, Abraham knew he was old and Sarah was barren, but he grew strong in his faith and because he trusted in what God promised he would do. And how many promises do we have as believers of strengthening our faith and strengthening the promises of God and what that will, the blessings that will bring to us. Again, is it going to be easy? No. But that should um, help to strengthen our faith, these other examples um, and miracles, right, of, that we see throughout uh, the scriptures, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, that God promised us that if we strengthen our faith, we gain knowledge, there will be blessings.
not in just in this world, but in but eternally as well. Mm. And then again, a very familiar scripture, Matthew seventeen twenty. He said to them, because of your little faith, for truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. Does it mean we're going to, you know, as, as we strike our faith, we'll move a mountain? Not necessarily. But it's that, right, increasing in our faith. Increasing in our faith. Continually. The, and going back to that, that verse 14, right? Practicing, uh, constant practicing of our faith through the scriptures. Okay, so let's, let's go on to uh, the, the, the section 13 in that. So again, we talked about the temporary believers. Sean did a couple weeks ago. So therefore, faith may often be attacked and weakened, but it gains in the victory. Ephesians 6.16 6, very familiar of the whole armor of God verse 16 in all circumstances take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one so again I think recognizing that the shield of faith gaining that that knowledge right that that belief that assurance um, going through practicing reading the scriptures and living that out um, will again protect us from evil things, the evil one uh, but the shield of faith very important 1 John 5 1 John 5 Verses 4 to 5. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Right? So again, emphasizing the faith. Strengthening our faith. Overcoming the world. Just a few more scriptures, and then I want to focus really on, on one uh, key scripture um, as we get ready to, to wrap up. Luke 22, and that, that verse in a few verses will be in Hebrews. Luke 22.
So this is Jesus foretelling the section. Jesus foretells Peter a denial, but he also he starts first. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you, that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. And I love that last part, right? It's just not about keep, keep the faith, strengthen your faith. But when you need to strengthen your brothers and sisters in the faith as well. So a great, uh, great ending to that verse. I just love the fact, though, it's like you're telling him you are going to fall. Mm-hmm. When you do, you know, uh, you get back up and you turn back. Make sure that you rebound well. All right, and when you have turned again, right? When yeah. you have recovered, rebounded, it should be, right, strengthen your brothers, which will strengthen your faith yeah. as well. So, it, it, right, you're kind of, yeah, increasing that faith. Even when you do, right, we are going to fall, right? We saw Peter fall, right, right away. But you see many that will fall. Uh, well, and, and falling in the sense here is like when you stumble in, into, even when you fall in that point and you, it's not that you stay there. Right. You know, you get back up, turn, and, and get back on the, the track yeah. that you were supposed to. But it's, it's, it's sad that a lot of people stay stuck in that, that position and they, they get, I guess it's a form, I don't know if it's self-pity or, or whatever it may be. You know, where it becomes prideful, you get to that point where you're almost looking at like, I shouldn't be keep going like this instead of just repenting and moving forward. You know what I mean? And and doing God's work in the sense of Peter was, you know, was the man in the beginning to call to help lead the brothers. You know? mm-hmm. Right. So right, faith may often be attacked in weekend, just to reemphasize <coughs> that point, but it gains the victory. Right. Not giving up. Um, and seeking out help, right? If you, right, look for a stronger believer, look for elders, deacons, that if, if you come, a, right, if you are in a rut or you need guidance, you need to strengthen your faith. I think what's important to note is um, the theme, so far everything that you've seen for faith is, number one, it's something that's, that, that should be desired, right, to grow and increase in faith, but the underlying theme here is that faith is over. Tested. Right. And it's compared to the, the armor of God as a shield. Right. And a shield is to endure and to withstand blows and attacks from the enemy. It's not necessarily the offensive, but with that shield, you can advance knowing that you'll repel the attacks of, of the enemy. And so I, I think I think that whole milk and strength and skill and discerning good and evil that we talked about right at the beginning. Uh, is pertaining to the fact that faith is tested, and as it's tested, and you have the victory here, and it gains ultimately it gains the victory because faith is gifted by God. It's a gift of God that holds uh, So as as you're tested and as you gain those victories, you move from that milk to solid food. You're able to discern good good from bad because uh, it's not that just faith is like some kind of a bank account. <laughs> right. it's, right. of, it's like it could be why. It's also the reason why. Like, Christ says it's difficult for a rich person to turn because they have tangible objects that they, they place their faith in those things and they have it and they hold it and they see it and they feel the security of of their uh, of their riches. Uh, but yet that so they're not really having faith. They're, they're they're not being tested versus those that need 
that need to that all they have is their faith. Right? You just gotta trust in the Lord and and move forward and and and, uh, and they grow in their in strength. Uh, their faith is grown based on the testing that they receive. Good. And that really kind of leads in, right? It matures into that next point in the paragraph. It matures in many to the point that they attain full assurance through Christ. So, right, strengthening the faith will give us that assurance that we are true believers. True believers. Getting that additional assurance and uh, pushing away the, the doubts that can, can creep up. Um, just because of Maybe we'll, I want to get to this verse, so I'll skip a couple of verses uh, if you want to jot them down. Hebrews 6, 11 through 12, uh, we're going to show earnestness, right? Earnestness for the faith uh, and imitators of Christ. Colossians 2, 2, uh, and again, this is really good about the, the body of believers, knit together in love. And we should be knit together in love and helping to strengthen each other's faith. But, but really... Uh, I wanted to focus on this verse uh, for the rest of the time we have. Hebrews 10, 22 and 23. And uh, so actually, we'll read verses 19 through 25. Uh, Mike, if you want to read those verses for me. Sure. Therefore, brethren, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way which he inaugurated for us through the veil, that is his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from the evil conscience and the body washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he promises faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the end for the years. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's just... That section is like so populated, if you will, with promises and, and right, great promises. Um, but, right, we're talking about in, in verses 22, the full assurance of faith. And then in verses 23, for he who promised is faithful and holding fast to the confession. Um, but drawing near. I mean, just line after line after line should be an encouragement to us and should want us to strengthen our faith. And then, right, as we, you know, 24 and 25, how do we stir up another for good works? Um, not neglecting to meet together, right, and what we're doing today with Communion Sunday and the potluck and the fellowship and the, the devotion, right, how much of a blessing that is uh, that we can build each other up and have good discussion about whatever the, the devotional topic and, and good prayer as well for our for the ministry here. Um, uh, it is, yeah. Again, it's just overflowing with uh, with great uh, great things that should encourage us and should 
want us to strengthen our faith. I think that's when you look at it, that's one of the important things of assembling together is the encouraging of one another, being there together, building up the body. I think uh, it's, it, again, we, we look at, uh, you know, we look at the fact that we've been equipped to be able to fight off, you know, the, the devil's fiery darts, mm-hmm. so to speak, and different things like that. But, it, it, we weren't, you know, meant to do this alone. That's why God, you know, that's why we have the church. That's why it's important to have these fellowships and times together so that we can encourage and grow with one another. That's why when, you know, I remember, I think I've said this before, but I remember when it was pastor that said it's important for us to pray for one another because we become more sensitive to one another's needs. And I think as I started to do that, I started to stop looking inward to towards myself, stop looking more towards, you know, the cares of the other people. And again, throughout, you know, the, these verses and other verses, right, that, that strengthening of the faith will help the believer to persevere during the trials, during the temptations, during the persecution, right? It's going to be perseverance, which is a true sign of saving faith, right? The perseverance of the saints. So, I think that another good thing is when you look at, Pastor mentioned this when he was in the hospital going on with all the stuff with the blood clots and everything, and he said he was looking at the text. Uh, people, we love you, Pastor. Hope you feel better. That's in the encouraging of one another during that time, and you could tell how that really moved him. And, and again, that's what you know, we should do as brothers and sisters. Yeah, and I would, you know, someone reached out to me recently about the, how they wanted to help someone in need, and what what a blessing and encouragement. They wanted to remain anonymous, and it was a certain thing, but. You know, that, and it's a great example to, you know, uh, us as brothers and sisters, right? We should, our bond should be strengthened, right? As we continue to meet and meet each other's needs. Like, I know how many of you are praying for Liz and Dave, right? With the, the funeral and how, how many times she went to Florida, you know, visited to Florida and visited to Florida and just the, the, the strength that that took, and the, right, so just to to spend time with <clears throat> family, and what an example of um, encouragement that should be to us. Yep. Christ has done. Mm-hmm. 
that should be the, the, the ultimate uh, the encouragement, right? That, 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 that feeds our faith. Yeah. We can now be with God. So therefore, since that, then let us draw near and assemble together and encourage one another to good deeds yeah. uh, because it's been accomplished in Christ. Yeah. And we have the right communion, right? Is a is a constant reminder of that each month. So that should give us additional perspective, right, for that. And should it should strengthen our faith, right, when we remember what Christ did on the on the cross for us. It shouldn't be just a routine and you know, yep. So that's and probably we're all guilty of like, oh, it's just you know, casual making it more casual than it really should be that focus and it should strengthen our our faith one more scripture and then we'll wrap up Uh, and this ties into the last statement of that paragraph so it matures in many to the point that they attain full assurance through Christ who is both the founder and perfecter of our faith Hebrews 12 just a couple pages over I'll read verse 1 as well. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. right there for us, right? Again, many promises. And is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And that is our promise, right? That one day we will be with him. That should strengthen our faith and give us assurance of our faith and of our salvation for the work that he has done. That's all I had. Thank you again for the good discussion. Your brother Gabe is uh, going to be doing chapter 15, Repentance to Life and Salvation, next week, Lord willing. Let's pray. Today, Father, Lord, we just uh, thank you for who you are, for you sending your son, the founder and perfecter of our faith. We pray that uh, these truths that we've studied, these scriptures should encourage us, uh, bring us closer to you, bring us closer to each other in the fellowship of of believers. Um, The remembrance of communion as we we fellowship at the potluck today, that all of these things should strengthen our faith, but we should work individually to strengthen our knowledge so that we can avoid the attacks of the evil one. We just thank you for those promises that you provided to us and for your blessing of salvation again. In Jesus' name, amen.